0: has a name it's called sometimes island <laughs> howdy you're listening to come and take it a talk show about texas by texans where three friends born and raised in the lone star state share our views on the history culture and just what it means to be texan i'm mike Zelkowski. i'm sean mcaver and i'm Scott Elfstrom. When our minds turn to summer in Texas, we think of hot days, cold drinks, and a refreshing place to dunk your head and enjoy the wonderful waterways and swimming holes of the Lone Star State. One of our favorite places is the beautiful and hard-working Lake Travis. But first, what's your favorite video game designed in Texas? I'm going to jump in first and just say, me, it's id Software, Quake 3. It was a classic. We had a lot of fun playing that back in college. And uh, I even think they're doing like a remake or a new port sometime soon of it. So, great game. Is that the one with the Trent Reznor soundtrack? Well, uh, Quake 3
1: has a heritage going back to Quake 2 and then Quake 1, which had the ambient Nine Inch Nails soundtrack. Yeah, okay. And uh, its id software, of course, created the original Doom, uh, the first-person shooter from which many others have sprung. And before that, of course... Uh, castle wolfenstein 3d anyway um, you're nerds yes (laughs) so um i'm gonna stick with that genre i guess and i'm gonna say my favorite was uh duke nukem 3d uh by apogee software 3d realms uh those those old venerable companies uh came out shortly after somewhere in the same time frame as Doom Uh, Duke Nukem actually had up and down to it which was cool Um, but uh, one of my favorite parts of that game was since they were a a rival game company of sorts uh, in the same area as id Software there was a section in uh, Duke Nukem 3D where you got to uh, blow up the uh, id Software building Um, so that was a fun little in joke for people that uh, knew where they were located
2: well, and today they are located in Richardson, Texas, off of Greenville Avenue, just south of uh, just just inside of 75, not far from my office. So drive by them all the time when I go get good Chinese food. Uh, so my favorite, uh, I'm normally a real time strategy player, so I normally liked games like um, uh, Red Alert and Starcraft, things like that. But they weren't designed in Texas. Uh, so my favorite is Gearbox Studios, which is in Plano. Uh, they had a game called Birth called brothers in arms two which was a world war Two um uh action game uh it was a a shooter but it also was a squad base so you played a member of the 101st airborne uh, the band of brothers and uh operation market garden in holland so it was a great game when we had a ps3 and i actually beat the game which is rare for me to stick with something long enough to beat a game good stuff
0: Lake Travis was formed after the Mansfield Dam was finished in 1942 at the western edge of Austin in central Texas. The dam was built to help control floodwaters in this flash-flood-prone region. In fact, the dam had to be made even taller during construction, as a flash flood in 1938 demonstrated the needed additional capacity. The dam is owned and operated by the Lower Colorado River Authority, the LCRA, which is a nonprofit public utility created by the Texas legislature to enhance the lives of the Texans it serves through water stewardship, energy, and service. Far from the only lake
2: managed by the LCRA along the Colorado River, Lake Travis is the largest of the seven reservoirs, known famously as the Highland Lakes in the Texas Hill Country. Now the other ones are Lake Buchanan, Inks Lake, Lake LBJ, like Marble Falls, Lake Austin, and Lady Bird Lake, also known as Town Lake, which is what you drive over uh, when you're driving down 35 through Austin. Now, Travis is capable of holding over 1.1 million acre feet of water along its 65-mile winding course just outside of Austin, up nearly to Marble Falls. The lake can reach a depth of 210 feet, which makes it the deepest lake in the Lone Star State. And as we said before, this is a dam-created lake, so once upon a time, uh, this was part of a river, and there was bottomland and farmland in this area.
1: While the primary purpose Lake Travis is flood control and hydroelectric power, uh, it also serves as a prime location for recreation. Uh, fish have been stocked in the lake over the years, including largemouth bass, Guadalupe bass, white bass, striped bass, catfish, and sunfish, and the many, many little that I used to catch there as a child at its widest lake Travis can be about four and a half miles so there's plenty of room for sailboats uh, motor yachts pontoon boats or whatever watercraft makes you happy there's all kinds of boats out there from kayaks and uh, paddle boats all the way up to the uh, giant cigarette boats that uh, you would normally see off the coast of Miami. In addition to the public boat ramps at county parks up and down over 270 miles of
0: shoreline, there's plenty of private camps and resorts catering to all types. The lake levels of Travis can vary dramatically though, so depending on rainfall and drought conditions, it's considered full if the surface is 681 feet above sea level. The highest it's ever been was at 710 feet on Christmas Day in 1991, but the lowest was 614 feet in August of 1951. Recently, the lowest it has been was 618 feet during the 2010-2013 drought, but as of April 2016 it had returned to its maximum level. This wide fluctuation can affect both power generation and recreation, and the floodgate operations are managed in a manner by the LCRA to accommodate both the effects of flooding downstream and managing property along the shore of the lake. Now, in addition to being the deepest lake on
2: record in Texas, Lake Travis is unique in another way. It's the home of the only legally recognized public park to allow clothing as an option rather than a requirement. Lake Travis is home to the famous Hippie Hollow Park, which was once known as McGregor County Park. This is on land that's owned by the LCRA that's leased to Travis County. This was always a hot spot for nude bathing due to its secluded location along the shoreline. It became even more fo- it became even more popular in the free loving time of the it became even more popular in the free love time of Woodstock in the 1960s. And this is when The locals started to call it Hippie Hollow after the Austin weirdos that wandered in to get naked on the side of the the lake. Now, while it was controversial in the 70s and adjacent landowners had, of course, many complaints, the local sheriff decided there was better ways to spend their law enforcement dollars than cracking down on skinny dipping. And so when Travis County took over the park in 1985, it was officially renamed Hippie Hollow Park, and it remained clothing optional with appropriate signage, of course.
1: Yeah, and there was actually a legal case uh, fairly recently uh, where they um, there was an ordinance passed that made it uh, age 18 and above. But there were some families that have been going there for years and protested that they couldn't bring their kids, and uh, the the ordinance has uh, remained in effect. The legal challenge did not get that overturned. So you have to be 18 to go be naked at Hippie Hollow. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Lake Travis, um, you know, we said it's the, the deepest lake. It's one of the largest lakes overall. And um, it's really important to the uh, the basin of the Colorado River because uh, flash floods could be a real problem. But uh, with the regulation of the dams along that, that river,
0: uh, they're able to keep that under control. Well, I think people who aren't in Texas, though, might not realize it. they look at a map or they visit Texas and they see all these lakes everywhere. That these lakes weren't here at all. Yeah, like this was all. They're all man-made. The only natural lake is Caddo Lake, which is almost in Louisiana. So, yeah. and it and it's a dam
2: lake too. It's just a natural dam rather than a uh, uh, a man-made.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But when you look at these lakes that were made, it's before all these lakes were built by the Army Corps of Engineers that these rivers would just run freely, there would be lots of flash flooding, and uh, you know there was no way to store water and use water, and so there was a lot of droughts. And then there would be, when there'd be a lot of rain, there'd be too much flooding. So this is all for flood control, and, and so it's a very mm-hmm. useful piece of, of, I don't know, terraforming, would you call it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, it's... It's it's nature Um, control. Yeah,
1: but uh, in addition to flood control, the uh, the Mansfield Dam there at Lake Travis uh, generates electrical power to uh, you know many of the cities in the region, and you know of course Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's a reservoir, so it's used as a water source as well.
2: Yeah, and you know the movement to to really build all these lakes in Texas and build all these dams did originate after the Second World War, as uh as we you know texas first of all uh the, the entire country started to see more more and more interstate highways and less and less of a need for navigable river sources uh river traffic at the up to the point colorado river was still pretty navigable so was the brazos and the trinity um, so building these uh building these these dams now were in building these lakes, there wasn't as much a need for the rivers to be a transportation source. But the other thing was that as as cities grew and as the power and electricity needs grew and as the water needs grew, um, mm-hmm. that was what really was the impetuous behind building these dams, like Scott said, to have hydroelectric power and building reservoirs so that water could be able to be provided for the growing cities and the sub- suburbs. Uh, and and really the suburbs of of Austin now reach almost to Lake Travis. I mean there's Cedar Park is is um, is right next to Lake Travis Bee cave uh, is a suburb uh, and um, yeah, of course Lago Vista is a little bit a little bit out which is uh, right along the lake. So there's a lot of reasons behind why we built all these lakes in the 1940s and 50s, uh, but that's a big part of it.
0: Well, the other thing I was just going to say, there's a lot of great spots to visit. You don't have to go to Hippie Hollow if you're visiting and you don't want to. <laughs> I've, I've, yeah. I've never been. But yeah. I've, only, I've only been by Hippie Hollow uh, on the lakeside. So, the, well, the two places that come to mind is is there, because uh, I lived in Austin a number of years ago, and there was a, a great little place on the water called Sam place, Sam's Place, which we would go to for lunch, uh, and just good burgers right down on the lake, kind of by the marina. But if you go up in the hills on the north side, of the Lake is the Oasis, and oh yeah, it Fantastic. burned down. It's a beautiful big restaurant. No, it's, it's but they've reopened it. Well, I know that's yes. That's why I said was burned it. down, but it's open now. Like they rebuilt it. I don't know. Anyway, it burned down. They've rebuilt it, and it's if you go there, they have the gorgeous. They're famous for the sunsets because the sunsets, and you just yep. this fills the skies with orange and red over the lake, and you're on this yep. up on this hill looking down and on creation. It's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Like most and of the I, most of the restaurants is terrace, so it's like these, these multi tiered terraces,
2: where the where you yeah you, like you said you can see the see the lake and it is not it's only about a couple of, about a mile or so from Hippie Hollow so
0: yeah well there you go now, and the clothes are required in the restaurant <laughs> yes <Yeah.
2: laughs> um, now I think of
1: the three of us I probably have spent the most time uh, per capita uh, at Lake Travis uh, we started. My family uh, started camping at Lake Travis, I believe, in 1980. And we went there at least once every summer for 10 years or so, um, at least. And uh, I've got a lot of great memories on that lake. Uh, Like you guys are saying, the Oasis is a great spot. I was way over on the other side of the lake, end of the lake, rather, from where we would camp. We'd always camp at uh, what's now called Pace Bend Park which is a county park operated by Travis County there. Um, it was originally called Paleface Park. Um, not sure why they changed the name.
2: No, Paceman Park at the, at the very north end, just past Paceman Park, is where I spent a lot of time on Lake Travis and growing up in high school, uh, was the, the Highland Lakes Baptist Encampment, where we would go for a youth camp. Uh, when I was a, a kid, uh, we would go to youth camp there. And that was, that's right on that... That bend of the river, uh, that pace bend forms, and it's at the very tip of that yep. encampment.
1: In fact, many times going up and down the road through uh, the park, we would say, "Oh, look! There's the the Baptist camp right in the middle of uh, our camp." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. an interesting uh, road arrangement there, but um, yeah, I mean the the beauty of Lake Travis is that not only are you in the um, unequaled beauty of the Texas Hill Country, but there's a big lake right in the middle of it. Um, and like I said, the size of the lake is enough that you can have big boats, you can have little boats. There's all these coves off to the side, you know, the natural uh, formations between the hills where you can find some really calm water for your fishing or even for water skiing. Uh, we've, we had one or two that we would go for skiing that uh, were off the main part of the lake, but they were still big enough to uh, take some turns in the in the boat. Uh, or behind the boat on the skis. Um, one of our favorite things to do would be, of course, go up the uh, the Perdinalis River, which is a tributary of the Colorado that empties directly into Lake Travis. And there was a lot of good skiing up that way. But uh, one of my favorite things to do all the time was whenever the boats needed gas, uh, someone would have to take the boat to the marina, which was way down at the other end of the lake, um, or at least much further down. Uh, it was the Lago Vista Marina where we would go, and uh, that was great to just uh, hop in the boat and cruise, cruise around, um, take a lazy evening uh, ride, and check everything out. You know, we'd uh, see all the beautiful houses, you know, the lakefront houses that we dream about having someday. And a few times we would drive all the way down to the dam, which is probably one of the busiest parts of the lake. But uh, we didn't hang out there very much because there was a lot of traffic, a lot of boat traffic down there.
2: Now, isn't it true that you can actually scuba dive at Lake Travis?
1: Yes. Um, there's most of the lake is not really. Um, it's pretty murky. A good place to dive is pretty murky, but there is uh, right there near the dam. Uh, there is a scuba certification, or there used to be. I don't know. I haven't been there in a long time. But at one time, it was one of the prime spots for uh, scuba certification, um, at least for people that were too far inland to get somewhere on the coast to do it.
0: Yeah, who'd want to drive down to the coast?
1: <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, it was a good spot. Uh, well, I guess because I c- that... it's deep enough there for, it, yeah. uh, for them to, to meet their certification
2: requirements. Now, the good thing about a really deep lake is that you get some really good fishing out of, out of those super deep lakes. Because those fish, the bass especially, that they, they grow in the bottom areas and
0: get really big before they start to venture up. So, some good, good fishing. One thing I was going to point out is, is that you know there have been some pretty big uh, droughts in Texas. And yet, some of these epic droughts have come up. Then you can see Travis looks very funny when it's low. I've seen it when it's been really low, and you like little islands pop up in the middle of it. And you're just like, oh wow, like there's like an island out in the middle of this lake uh, that you can see now. And um, it's just interesting to see, like, that because the the lake level varies wildly because it's and it's a colossal amount of water if you really think about how many how much water's in that lake. Yeah, and in comparison to other ones.
1: Yeah, and and you know the talking about the fluctuation. I think the 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 fluctuation between the high and low of Lake Travis is something like ninety six feet over time. Um, I've never seen it fluctuate that much, but there were several years when we actually chose not to go to Lake Travis because the the lake levels were so low. Because where we would camp, uh, we would have to already have to climb down uh, the rocky cliff to get to the water. Uh, when the water was low, it became a, a kind of an exercise in futility um, where it would take you just as much time to work your way down the cliff as you would want to spend down there in the water. So, uh, it's a great place when the water is high, when the water is low. You might want to find somewhere else. Thankfully, the water
0: has been high for a long time. It has. But when it gets low, then island pops up. It has a name. It's called Sometimes Island. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Internet. And that was Once Upon a Time a Hill. Yep. Yep. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com. We'd love to hear from you, so like and share us on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast, follow us on Instagram, or go to brainstable.com and leave some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. And why not follow us individually, too? I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Sean with two N's. And I'm Scotticus. You love this show. You love hanging at the lake with your buds. Having summer fun. So tell everyone you know and leave a review because that helps us to find listeners just like you. And if you'd like to support the show financially, please visit patreon.com slash texaspodcast where you too can become a come and take it Texas Ranger. We hope you'll join us next time. And remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway.